um, okay, I would say it, it's it's different now. People are, are getting more enlightened, mm-hmm. but I'm going to be very frank now. I think people are hiding a lot under Christianity mm. and not doing the right things. You understand? Mm-hmm. You, 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 hear things, you hear people say things like, oh, I'm, I'm born again. So the mouth I'm going to use to praise God, I can't use it to give my husband a blowjob. Welcome to the show. I am your host, Anya Fombad, and I spark the heart conversations that challenge questionable cultural and societal norms that threaten the well-being of the African community. And I also share stories about growing up as Africans in Africa and in the diaspora. I strongly believe that normalizing open discussions and sharing experiences, whether good or bad, will not only make you find your voice, but will broaden your sense of purpose and empower others to do the same. So if you have ever tried challenging certain African cultural and societal doctrines, or if you have ever felt like it is about time that we confronted these issues in our African community and do better as a people, or even if you have always been interested in learning about the experiences of other Africans growing up in Africa and the diaspora, then you are in the right place. Welcome to Living African. So let's try to talk about the historical aspects of sex, especially in marriage. Like, how will you explain that? Um, what do you mean by historical aspects? So basically the historical aspects on the importance of sex in marriage, like especially in our African history, like, you know, like the outlook on how sex has progressed in marriage through the years. Um, okay. I would say it, it's, it's different now. People are, are getting more enlightened, mm-hmm. but I'm going to be very frank now. I think people are hiding a lot under Christianity. Mm. And not doing the right things. You understand? Mm-hmm. You, 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 hear things, you hear people say things like, oh, I'm, I'm born again. So the mouth I'm going to use to praise God, I can't use it to give my husband a blowjob. And I'm like, girl, what are you talking about? Right. What are you, I mean, it, it's just all the nonsense. It's nonsense because, again, I've, I think one of the things that, okay, let's go back to pre-our time, okay? I know that our mothers were conditioned to be like a sexual object for their husbands. Right. And when they were having kids, you will notice that that is where they were allowed, like the kings were allowed legally to have concubines. Mm. It wasn't seen as anything wrong. And they knew that the concubines were there to sleep with the men. Mm-hmm. Now we've gone past that. We've gone to, I'm going to break it into three parts. That's the older part. My generation, our generation was brought up under the satisfaction of a little bit of feminism. You know, you, you add a little bit of rights, a little bit of rights. I mean, mm-hmm. but not all the rights. But one of the, one of the major problems that our own generation had, and I always say is that I think most of us were kind of, um, I used to say that marriage was a scam for most of us mm-hmm. because we went in with the fact that you just have to make the, you just have to make it work. Right, that's true. 
you sat in there in a loveless marriage, a sexless marriage, you would see somebody say something like, oh, my husband has not had sex with me for five years. Then what are you doing there? Mm. What's going on? I mean, you understand? Mm-hmm. But that is, that, is, that, is, that is our own generation. You just sit down there. Now, the generation right now, like I said to people, are different. They don't take, they don't, they're not taking any prisoners. Right. At all. It's like, is either it's working for me or it's not working for me. And they are a little bit not too shy to discuss their sexual needs. Mm. They're not. Our own time, we were a little bit, we, some of us could discuss our sexual needs, but some of us could not discuss our sexual needs. Right. But this generation can discuss their sexual needs. They can say to you, okay, you know what, this is this and this and this is what I'm, and then again with the, with the, with the advent of the internet. The internet, yeah. Social media. They can look up so many things. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember during our own time, the only ways you could get your sexual life as a woman spruced up was maybe go see one of these. Well, I won't call them alots or prostitutes, but I would call them, they were women that knew the acts of sexual acts. So they would tell you what to do, yeah, how to do it, how to move your body. Mm-hmm. You know, they... they it, it, it was something that you did in hiding, you understand? Mm-hmm. But nowadays, I'm very sure if you Googled, um, how do I see a prostitute? It will, it will pop up and give you 15 different ways. Right. You don't even have to see a prostitute. Just Google, how do I do this in bed? And you're going to see all kinds of articles. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Right. You understand? So that, and, and, and I'm very sure there are places you can go to. Like I said, I mean, the Red District was, like, was a good example. You could go there and see, you know, that this is how it is. So historically, I would say sexual awareness has grown. And people are becoming more aware to seek, which is very good, to seek help. Mm. Because some people will tell you things like, oh, no, part of the problems in marriage is once there is no money, everything works like a chain. It's like it's linked. Mm-hmm. Some people, would, yeah, some people would tell you, oh no, what makes a strong marriage? The sex might be the the, 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 the best thing. I mean, the person might be a multimillionaire, mm-hmm. but the sex is horrible. Yeah, that's true. And the, and the woman is wondering, okay, what am I doing here? Because what makes two human beings happy differ? That's true. You understand? And again, I always say to people that you say, what you don't know, sometimes ignorance can be very bleached. Mm-hmm. And I believe in that. Because some people will say to you, oh no, because a woman hasn't experienced orgasm before. I said, look, if she hasn't experienced it before, she's not missing out on anything. Right, that's true. Honestly, she's not. Because she doesn't even know what it feels like. Yeah. Maybe when she does experience it, then she would know that, oh, this is what it is. Some people will tell you things like, you know, and I think people read too many books. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. And the expectation is just way I up there. It's until you get, and that is just, I tell people, that's just the reading. Mm-hmm. It's the theory that matters. Mm-hmm. It's the theory that matters. I mean, you hear people say, oh, my husband doesn't last. It might be because of excitement. Mm-hmm. Some men, out of the fact that I want to prove I'm a man, boom, 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 three seconds, like two minutes is over and done. Okay. If you know that is the situation with such a person, as a wife, what do I say to people like that? Then you know that, okay, this person is that kind of person. Then maybe we should, maybe we should start it from the reverse side so it could last longer. 
Mm-hmm. You know, you need to start. You need. To, you don't have to get into the action almost immediately. Right. You need to kind of slow things down. Mm-hmm. You need to help to slow things down. You need to do some other things. You know. You know, maybe do some more more foreplay, foreplay before yeah. for the main action. Mm-hmm. And that is why I say that it it has really changed because you see. From our mother's time to my time to the new generation, it's I would say it's going it's going on a downward slope because I'm being honest with you, the things that are being done sexually now mm-hmm. are things you say to yourself, Oh wow. <laughs> wow. Right. <laughs> you know, because yeah, because I would say they are more they are more adventurous. Yes, that's true. Will I say it's wrong? Not really, because that is what they are exposed to. Mm-hmm. What we were exposed to during our time is what we made use of. Yeah. What our mothers were exposed to during their time is what they made use of. And I'm very sure during our mother's time, there would have been some women or men that were considered wild. Yeah, that's true. Just like during our time, I mean, not everybody during our, our parents' time were, were, were so good. Mm-hmm. Even in the Bible, there were bad people. Oh, yeah, that's true. So so there would, there would always be a progression in, in our sexual behavior goes over time and i'm very sure in the next generation this generation will be saying oh wow these ones are really wild too right so it just it just just keeps it keeps evolving that's what i would say it keeps changing the internet is now playing a major Major role role. i mean rightly said you can google i'm very sure a time will come they would even tell you how to just take the sperm and just sip it up and you just get pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) i'm telling you a time will come Right, and you know, and during during during, I'm very sure during my time, it wasn't so common for you not to have a sexual partner for you to enjoy sex. Mm-hmm. You didn't. I mean, you understand? We were not so pre-exposed to that, mm-hmm. and we thought, okay, you, you need to have it. But nowadays, there's a DIY. You don't have to have a sexual partner. Right, that's true. For you to, you understand? Yeah. So there's there's so many different. Um, things going on nowadays, so it just like let's just see the way it takes us into. Right, that's true. Thank you so much for that. Yeah. Thank you so much. That was very resourceful. Now let's talk about how religion plays a role in the sex of married couples. I know you were talking about you know the aspect of how Christianity you know plays a role in like affecting sexual satisfaction and intimacy, but I don't even only want to put it as Christianity. I just want to do religion as a whole because I would also imagine mm-hmm. like the Muslim community, which tends to even be more conservative, they probably also have the same issues as well as the Jewish community and stuff like that. So let's just talk about religion as a whole and how it plays a role in the sex lives of married couples. Now, I want us to address the conservative outlook especially in our African community when it has to do with religion. And I want us to also defy the taboos and intimacy, such as, you know, with respect to religion, of course, such as, you know, sexual positions and unconventional Mm -hmm. practices, spicing things up, like using sex toys, seduction, foreplay, and all of those things. So what are your, what's your outlook on that? I would say I've always been someone that, this is one aspect that has always been a topic of interest to me. And why I always say so is this. I always say to myself that religion is a personal thing. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it depends on what you define as what's going to define you. Mm-hmm. So if you decide that I'm going to go into any religion and follow and swallow everything hook, line, and sinker, I'm not in a position to say don't. Mm-hmm. 
I just always feel that as adults, we have a responsibility first to ourselves mm-hmm. and secondly to our reasoning faculty. Mm-hmm. And when I use that word, you just don't swallow everything hook, line, and sinker that, that they tell you. I mean, you went to school, you're exposed, you're educated, you should be able to think. But some people get drawn, and I use the word drawn, or sucked into some religious things. Mm-hmm. And at times you wonder, how did you get here? But again, I'm not one to judge because right. we have we have different we're in different places at different times of our lives. Mm-hmm. Some people are in a place where they think, okay, you know what, I'm just going to follow everything. Now, when it comes to sex and religion, I would say most of the times people get it wrong. Mm. And that's just from my own little study. People get it wrong. The pastor is never going to tell you not to sleep with your husband. Right. Because you don't even know what he does at home with his wife. Mm. So in the first place, why are you taking your sexual situations to the pastor. He's right. not a sex therapist. He's yeah. not a sexologist. He's That's not, true. So why are you taking... You understand? Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, he's not a counselor. He's a man of God. He's doing a job that he's called to do. That's if he true. was called to do that job. I mean, that's another aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Because nowadays, everybody's a pastor. So, so if, I mean, or it's it, into religion. Right. So let us even just leave it that way. So now, when you say things like, it's different from you saying from your own point of view, there's some things you don't feel comfortable doing. Mm-hmm. You understand? It's fine. But from a religious point of view, I always ask that question. Where is it written in any of the books? If you can show it to me, then maybe I can run with it. Right. But when you, when you tell me things like, oh, I, mean, I think a very common one is sexual positions. And some of them doesn't edify God. And I'm like, what has God got to do with sexual relationship? Right. What is he even doing in this discussion in the first place? Mm-hmm. That's even, that even, to me, that's even dishonoring God because you don't even need to bring him into it. Mm-hmm. I mean, what sexual position doesn't honor God? I mean, I don't understand. I don't know where it is. I've, I've never seen any sexual man while given by God. Right. Maybe some things I would say, yes, are not good enough. But again, it's not that they're not good. That's a personal decision. Mm-hmm. You do not want to do it. It doesn't make it. And then again, if it is backed by medical reasons, yes. Then you can say, okay, yes, it is not right. Mm-hmm. Or it's, it's, it's not something to be done often. You understand? Right. But when you now me because of religious reasons, I can't do this, I can't do that. And I start to wonder that, but even the Bible says to us that divorce is not good. Now, if you don't do those sexual things, which you consider bad, like, for example, some people will tell you as far back now as even you kissing your husband in public is not good. Right. From the African point of view. Well, I, I, I would not look at that as a sexual thing. I look at it as an African thing mm-hmm. in the sense that as Africans, we're not used to openly showing affection. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that is just who we, I mean, that is the way we were brought up. Mm-hmm. You Public know, you display of affection. That's true. Exactly. And men that do that are considered weaklings. That's true. Which I found funny. 
You understand? They are considered weakling when a man openly shows affection for his wife. This was dream. That was then. Mm-hmm. But now I don't think. I think from a religious point of view, I just think it's man-made. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it's man-made. Mm-hmm. It's man-made, and it's 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 according to for me, it's according to what suits the sayer at that right. point in time. You understand? Sure. Because what will, why will the pastor know what happens in my bedroom if right. I don't take it to him? That's true. You understand? If I, if I decide to take what happens in my bedroom to my pastor, obviously there were three of us in that bedroom now, not just two of us anymore. Mm-hmm. That, that alone is actually a problem. That's because true. Because we're three now. We're not two anymore. And then what level of I couldn't know what, what to use. Does the pastor have to tell me what is good and what is not good or what works for me? Yeah, what level of what expertise or experience, professional experience? Yeah. Not even, let's not even use, let's just put profession out of it. Let's even just say experience. I mean, what authority mm. exactly from what authority is he speaking from? If he it, if it says he's speaking from the authority of the, of, the, of, of the religious book, then he needs to show it to me. Right. Where it is written. That okay, if you do this and you do that, it is a sin towards God. You understand? Mm-hmm. And then I then I would understand that okay, this is what it is. This is a sin towards God. Because I don't I I've not I'm yet to see that. I'm yet to see that. True. So I think religion is it plays a lot in sexual behavior, but it is brought in by by people who decide for me. To hide behind that. Yeah, that's, that's very true. About it. They're just hiding. They're just hiding behind that. Right. But what's openly showing affection is very un-African. Let's just be honest with ourselves. That's true. It's very. It's it's very un-African. It's something that we're that we're getting gradually into. We're going into it mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. We're we're going into it. I mean, people are getting to accept it. Right. Because I remember. During my own time, it was not very comfortable for you to see another man mm-hmm. or another woman. But now it's not a big deal anymore. Yeah, that's that's very true because I, I remember growing up because, I mean, all I have seen, I've seen so much love shown between my parents. Like if my mom is sitting on the same couch with my dad, it's like she's either putting her leg on him and he's rubbing her leg or mm-hmm. she's laying on him or they're, they have to touch somehow that public display of affection. And I, I remember sometimes when my friends came home and they saw that, they were like, oh my goodness. To me, that was normal. It didn't even occur to me like that's something new. But my friends are like, oh, I'm so uncomfortable. I'm like, why are you uncomfortable? They're like, aren't you seeing what your parents are doing? I'm like, um... Isn't that how it's supposed to be? Like, you know, that connection, exactly. that chemistry, you know? So it's, it's, that's actually when I learned that it was not something common, you know, because that's all I knew. And I thought that was just the norm. So I really want to like ag- agree with what you said. It's very uncommon to show public display of affection, especially in the African community. Now, I really wanted to talk about sex toys because I mean, in as much as the, Positions, sexual positions are actually somewhat considered a taboo, especially with respect to religion. You know, I feel like even those who are not religious, but just in the African community, you having a sex toy is like, oh my goodness, like it's a taboo. 
not only religiously, but people think, oh, you're going to be addicted to the sex toy. Does it mean your man or your woman is not satisfying you enough? But like that's actually even the more common ideology behind sex toys. But not really knowing that that is very instrumental in spicing things up in intimacy. So what's your outlook on that? Okay, you, you're, you're very right about people forming opinions without even them knowing what it is. Mm-hmm. You see, let's, let's, let's go back to what sex toys used to, what it used to symbolize, okay? I, I, I think basically as Africans, and I'm going to be very honest, we have a very warped mind about so many things. Mm-hmm. About so many things. And it's high time we need to like move from that. Especially when it comes to sex and Africans. Yo, two people holding their hands are already sleeping with themselves in African context. That's true. <laughs> Want to see? I'm being honest with you. And it, it, it bothers me a lot because I'm very, I'm, like I said, I'm proudly Nigerian. I'm very Nigerian, okay? And I, I made a conscious effort. And I will tell you the truth. I made a conscious effort not to bring my children up the Nigerian way. And, I, and I'm happy that I, I married somebody that understood. My husband is, I would say, a very typical village boy. You know, <laughs> he comes from a, yeah, he comes from a very traditional Yoruba mm-hmm. You understand? They are very traditional. But luckily for me, we happened to have the same ideas about things. So what am I trying to say? I remember talking sex with my children. People used to think, are you okay? Oh, I mean, I remember somebody saying to me once, I can never forget that. Do I know that because of what I'm doing with my kids, that there might be a case of incest? What? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, and I, you know, I had to sit the person that I'm like, wow, like you really need to get your brain scooped out. <laughs> and cleaned. And put back. <laughs> because, I don't know, you see, and I think one of the things with Africans is that we overthink a lot. Mm-hmm. We overthink a lot and we don't understand that by educating people you you reduce some things. Look, in Africa, even you just coming into a place and discussing sex. I remember, like I said to somebody for over three, four years after I qualified as a sexologist, I couldn't even tell people. Mm. I couldn't. Because the first stupid question they always ask you is, why sex? <laughs> why not? Right. Eh. Were, you sexually de- were you sexually abused as a child? Oh my goodness. No. Mm. Are, you, are you sleeping with different men? I'm talking like a Nigerian now. Right. No. Eh. Okay. You don't get enough from your husband. No. <laughs> sex. <laughs> it was like... You know, you understand what I'm trying to tell right, you? Right, right. And I used to, and then I remember when my son talks to me about sexual things, people will be like, why is he talking to you about it? I'm like, why not? The ones I feel embarrassed to enter, I always say to him, you, 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 calm down. I th- like I always say to my I said, now you're abusing me. Now I'm <laughs> being abused. Right. Can you take this particular one to your dad? I don't have, I don't have, a male dick, I don't know how to answer that question. Right. Take it to your dad. I you know, but we, we're very, how would I put it? We're very leveled on it. We know where to draw the line. We know where to know, okay, you know what? This is not something I can answer. And my, and my kids will always tell you, 
oh no, my mom can always tell us what to do. Mm-hmm. You understand? Oh, mom, this, 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 this. And I'm like, okay, maybe you need to do this. Maybe you need to do that. Maybe you don't have to do this. You understand? But can, can every child do that? No. Because of the Africanness in us. That's true. We've been programmed not to talk. I don't understand. It's a silent. It, it, it not, nobody ever said to you, don't talk about sex. Yeah. When you grew into not talking about sex. Yeah, it's a silent obligation. Exactly. You just grew into it. You don't talk about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you are newly married. You don't even know if what is. I mean, like you're you're totally boost. You, you your your first night. I, I remember a, a young couple said to me. She said the first night that it was the most horrible time of her life. Wow. And she just felt, wow, is this? And I mean, she's never had it before. The guy has never had it before. They were just two clumsy rabbits <laughs> fidgeting and just really making a mess of the whole thing. Oh my and, goodness! And it just felt. Oh my word, is this what it's all about? And okay, the guy being a Nigerian, okay, I need to, you know, I, I need to be a man. He mustn't show that this is his first time. He tries to grab the girl. Second time, it was all clumsy. She said by the third time, he got to a stage. The moment she knew, she rushed to the bathroom. Oh no, I'm taking a shower. Oh no, I'm taking a poop. Oh no, I'm doing this. Oh, mm-hmm. You know, just to avoid what it all, all was, was all about. She says it was just horrible as in every aspect hmm. i said okay physically when he touched you she said oh my word my nipples were so oh it was like goodness. it was on fire <laughs> you know that's because guess what it was lack of experience from both sides yeah but the the man wasn't ready to show i don't really know much too yeah you understand me i'm very sure i was talking to one or two friends i would tell you oh no 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 you just threw her legs up in the ceiling you know you know all those kind of little mm-hmm. things that people need to like learn along the way they just mm-hmm. never learned about it and in, in in nigeria i'm trying to imagine can he go back home and ask his father or somebody Mm-mm. no in africa you can't even do that right you 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 learn about sex from the little things you hear back and forth and that's how you 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 improve yourself right but now things are changing yeah things are changing people are, are being able to go to I mean, things are, I mean, I won't say changing. Things are evolving a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had a guest yesterday that I was talking to. And, you know, she said so many things. And one of the things she said was that many people in Africa, we don't have, we don't have access to some things. And because we don't have access to some things, we don't even know any better. Right. So whatever is given to us, we take it because we don't know any better. That's true. We just take it along as it goes. And, 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 and one of the major things is sex in marriage. Mm. How do you spice? I mean, by the time you say you want to spice up your marriage, you start thinking of, you, you as a human being, you start thinking of so many. Mm-hmm. Oh, what is it going on? How do I introduce the sex toy? Wouldn't you think it? Right. People would tell you, oh, you, if you're using a sex toy, you will get addicted to it. Why would you get addicted to it? Right. You understand? Mm-hmm. If you're, if I mean, if you're in, a, if you're in a relationship, mm-hmm. and both of you have an understanding, and you both know the reasons, you're not, you're not using it because of, is one is not replacing the other, right? That's true. no, no. One is, is like, is like an aid. One is aiding each other, right? So when, once you get to that school of thoughts, then you will start 
thinking otherwise. And then, why do we hide it? To be honest with you, I don't know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest with you, I don't know. But I always think it has to do with who we are as people. Yeah. You understand? Yeah, no, I'm being honest with you. And it has nothing to do with sex. It just has to do with your personality. I mean, I use myself as an example most of the time when I talk. I remember when I just got married and I didn't have kids on time and everything. I knew one or two other people that didn't have kids on time. And I remember one of the things they told me was, oh, no, 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 no. Never tell anybody you don't have kids. And I'm like, what? why? And I'm like, why? Because, oh, no, you, don't, you, never, you never, I mean, just an African mentality. Oh, you never know what that other person is saying. This, this. And I said, well, I found it very therapeutic to tell people. Yeah. Oh, I'm, 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 I don't have kids yet, but I really am looking for. Right. It was even a way for me to unburden sometimes. It was a good way for me to unburden most of the time. You understand? But you will see people that will sit there, cry, and not talk about it. Right. But I, I didn't see anything wrong in talking about it. Some people said, oh, no, 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 they will think your husband is important. I'm like, hmm. really? So it does the same thing with sex. Yes. I'm, I'm trying to imagine if you went to somebody that said to the person, who is not very intelligent and says, I mean, not intelligent, but very exposed and says, oh, no, I'm having a sexual problem. Eh, your husband is not getting it up. Why? Okay, even if he's not getting it up, there should be something we can do. Yeah. You've never thought about it. Maybe it's even me. Hmm. Maybe I'm not doing something enough to get him in the mood. And then secondly, hey, we're not machines. Your husband can't be in the mood 24-7, right. three, five days a year. There has to be things, I mean, things things have to build up to get to that situation. You need to be in the right frame of mind. Mm-hmm. And as I always tell people that when people make the mistake of oh, uh, men think with their dicks, not all the time. Yeah, that's true. Not all, not all the time. Not all the time. Sometimes there can be, there can be so much going on in their heads that <laughs> having sex is the least of their problems. Right. And it's not because they're sleeping with, it's not because they're sleeping with anybody. Mm-hmm. It's just there's, there's just so much going on in their heads at that point in time. As a good sexual partner, you should be able to read those um, moods and know what to do. So right. with, with sex toys in Africa to be very honest with you, it's it's very common. Very common. But well eaten. Yeah, that's true. Well eaten, but very, I'm very sure if you take a poll of 100 women, 90 of them have it. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's very true. But out of the 90... Maybe 10 alone will come out and say, yes, I do. Until you catch them with it. Right. Aha. Uh-huh. But it, it just some, it's, it's an unspoken, I don't know, it's just something unspoken. It's, an, it's very un-African. Right. We don't talk about it. Yeah. We don't talk about it. Yeah. So when I always <laughs> okay. have conversations with my girlfriends, it's, you know, and we try to talk about things like that, you know, I... You know, I always introduce this topic, especially of sex toys, because there are a lot of people who actually have a flawed ideology about it. 
And like I said, mm-hmm. in terms of like replacing the man and stuff like that, I personally, I encourage it because of course I've done some research and also, you know, based on my multiple years of therapy, I have realized that, you know, there's more to it than just what we think in our community about it, you know, because it actually helps a lot of people. As a matter of fact, it actually increases the confidence of a lot of men, you know, it's, it's, it's a weird, it's a weird concept, but a lot of women think that, you know, oh, using it means that, you know, your man is not giving you enough or stuff like that. But some men actually get turned on you know, when they see, exactly. yeah, by watching you. yeah, exactly. by watching you, you know, so it, it's some, it actually increases, sometimes it increases their confidence, you know, so, I mean, it just depends on the dynamic of the marriage and the relationship and things like that. But based on my studies, and of course, it's nowhere in the Bible that says don't use sex toys <laughs> or don't spice up your sex, sex life in your marriage, you know? So uh, I just feel like we have this very extremely conservative, you know, outlook on certain things, which kind of deprive us of the joys of having a satisfied sexual experience, you know, which I feel like that's the whole point of this podcast to be more open-minded. And like I said, I know a lot of people will be very uncomfortable with this, but that's the whole point is to shake the tables and make us uncomfortable and make us actually being comfortable with having uncomfortable conversations. Now let's talk about, you know, (laughs) the ultimate topic, no pun intended, which is orgasms, right? Talking about orgasms. Uh (laughs) That's like the highlight of everything, right? And it's very, it's a very uncomfortable thing for a lot of people to talk about. And like you mentioned, there are a lot of women. I mean, it's easier for a man to have an orgasm, right? And I came to actually realize that ironically, women have a lot of sensitive spots. They have a lot of like the man, you know, the man, course the shaft of the penis is very sensitive and stuff like that but women actually can have multiple orgasms when a man has one orgasm that's it right you know they just get weak but women actually can have multiple orgasms you know because we have way more areas in our morphology that you know can be aroused than men you know but ironically women most commonly don't tend to actually experience orgasms, you know, because either the men are very quick to get to that peak or the women, they, they just don't even know what an orgasm is, you know. So it's a very uncomfortable conversation, especially amongst a lot of people who are married and a lot of cop, uh, women as well. And very few people actually have conversations about what disability in sex looks like. And the disability I'm talking about is a lack of just even the experience with orgasms, right? So can you further elaborate on this and why people... <laughs> Why people don't know what it is or even care to know. Like I said earlier, okay, you cannot call it um, a disability because what you don't have, you don't miss. Right. Okay. So let's talk about orgasm, okay? I always say to people that most women or majority of women don't know what it's all about. Mm -hmm. And why you don't know what it's all about is that you've not been able to um, not discover your body. Hmm. As you rightly said, a lot of women, there are a lot of ways to get to orgasm. But because we just believe that it has to be a sexual contact Hmm. of the penis and out, no. Some women don't even experience orgasm that way. Right. Some some women, it might actually just be you rubbing their nipples. Yeah. Some women, it might just be, and that is why, the sex toy is extremely very good. Because if you have an understanding partner 
that I mean, if you're in, if you're in tune with each other, and you can make him use that sex toy on you, he will now know that okay, you know what? By the time I do this and I pleasure this woman this way, she gets to an orgasm. Now, let's go back to something. Some women don't even know. You know why they don't know? Is because we experience orgasm in different ways. Right. Some people experience it as if they want to pee. So yes. they hold back. Yeah. But I've always said to people, it's not possible. You are not going to pee. Yeah. You cannot pee. Right. Because you see, the way it is, the way it is, it is designed, one needs to shut off for the other. The That's two can come at the same time. Yeah. But because they don't know, and because, like you said, you don't want to be embarrassed. I mean, you don't want to pee. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you do? You 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 stop it. Yeah. As for some women, they stop it. They don't know that it is not going to happen. You understand? Yeah. And then some people will tell you, oh no, you know what? After intercourse, I still felt so a particular way. And I mean, I've seen a couple complain to me, and I can never forget. It was a while ago. I was so young, and the person said to me, Oh, my wife is um my wife is um in infomaniac, she's this, she's that, she's this, this. It went on and on and on and on. And I'm like, okay, you know, let's calm down. What what's going on here? So he says, you know. There is no way you can sexually satisfy her. You know, after everything, you go rounds and rounds. You know, she still goes to use a sex toy to get this. Mm-hmm. So I said to him, I'm going to be very honest with you. I said, you are the selfish one. Then he goes, really? I said, yes. I said, because what has happened is that the moment you come, you are satisfied. Yeah. But you think you're satisfied. But unfortunately, she's still hanging. Maybe it just takes her longer to get to orgasm. Mm-hmm. Most of you need to sit down and reorganize yourselves. Mm-hmm. So if that is what the situation is, some the man needs to wait for the woman to get to orgasm and then he can he can then go on and do what is it, tough. Mm-hmm. But like it's, it's lack of education. Most people don't even know that is what I mean, most couples don't even know this. Right. They they think oh the, the woman is 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 not being satisfied. But it, a woman's orgasm is different from a man's, so like you rightly said. A man just needs to go in and out, trust in and out, and then definitely it would get to where it's going. Some women, you need to touch a particular yeah, part. Yeah. You understand? You need to touch a particular part of and it's 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 it doesn't come from I would like to put it, it doesn't come from here for women. It actually comes from here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like a little bit of a concentration. You just need to know what you're doing at that point in time. But for most women, I've realized that because they don't know and they don't understand what their body is experiencing, mm-hmm. and that some of them shut down. Yeah. And and that is when they, they, they claim not to be satisfied. It's like the man left them hanging. Mm-hmm. No, what they've done is that they shut themselves back. And that is where I said again, if a couple can know that, okay, you know what, this is what I do to make this woman, I mean, if the husband knows that, okay, this is what I will do, this is what I won't do, you know, and they, they have a good, it, it, it works better. Mm-hmm. And women should be made to understand, it depends. I always say to people that a, a, a woman that can get to orgasm is a woman that enjoys sex. Mm-hmm. And a man that can make a woman get an orgasm, is a man that knows the act of sex. Right. So when you make a sexual 
two sexual partners feel that way, they would have a beautiful right. sexual relationship. Beautiful outcome, yeah. Because, yeah, because you know that this man is, the, the man feels I've conquered something. Mm-hmm. You understand? Yeah. But again, how many men are like that? It's only it's only when they know. Some men even don't even know that women get Augustine. They yeah, don't. that's true. It's all about them. Like once no. they're done, it's like, okay, moving on. <laughs> no, but, no, but again, I'm being honest with you. It's because they don't know. Yeah. It's because they don't know. Every man wants to conquer. Do you know that? That's true. Every man wants to be the conquest. I mean, the moment they know that, okay, really, I can get this man to I can get this man to this level, they will work at it. That's but true. once they if they don't know, then they can't work at anything. You understand? And that is why you see, and if the woman herself is dissatisfied, and when you finish sex, you still have to go and poke some things down there to get to that level. Right. Then again. You need to ask questions, and as Africans, we do not ask. We don't ask such questions. Mm-hmm. We don't even talk about it. We don't. We don't. We don't. To be honest, we don't. Even, we don't even talk about it. Yeah, we don't communicate about I mean, it at all. No, no, no. We don't. You don't even talk about the fact that. Oh no! How can, what can I do? I mean, I, it's very un-African for another African woman to meet another. What can I do to enhance my? They would rather go and meet a stranger. That's true. You understand? They rather go and meet a stranger because I don't know. Maybe they find it as embarrassing. I just all I just find it. I I always say it's just who we are as Africans. That's just the way we were raised. The that is what we know. Right. That is we don't know anything different. Majority of us now, luckily, have been able to come in touch with um in contact with the European way of doing things. Now it's beginning to help us to modify some of the things. That we still did. Mm-hmm. But again, there's some just some African things that it's just in us that we would not st- I mean, no matter how 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 would I put it, no matter how good I am right now, the way I am so expressive, because I've laid a path by children, they can do that with me. Right. Can I do that with my mom? No. No, I can't. Even though this is my expert, this is my area of practice, I can't. Can I do that with my siblings? Maybe my sister. But I was still old back some things mm-hmm. because of the way we were raised. That's true. You understand? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that is what we always have to look at. That we, 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 with time, I believe if women knew what, like you rightly said, what were, we, we, we can, we, the powers we have sexually. Mm-hmm. I always tell people that women are we're a sexual being. Right, and until we and until we realize that, then there would always be a lot of sexual problems in marriages because people just won't be able to talk about it still. Mm-hmm. And as I'm talking to you, there are still people that don't talk about it. Right, there's still women that can't tell their husbands, "Oh, this is how I want to be pleasured." There's still women out there that's true that can't, and that's just it's not because they're 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 bad. That's just the way mm-hmm. they are. And there's still some men that still believe, hey, you're a woman. You shouldn't even, they, they don't even believe you talk sexual things with your friends. Right. <laughs> no. All you talk about is um, babies and the home. Mm-hmm. And I always say to people, but the babies were made somehow. 
but you know it does something you don't talk about right that's very true. Thank you so much for sharing that. Now, I want us to digress just a little bit. There's this, because I, I feel like this is something that since we're talking about sex, especially in marriage, there's this recent buzz about a product called Kayan Mata. And, you know, in our African community, we're so quick to have, we're so quick to judge or come to conclusion, right? So I, mm-hmm. I started seeing a lot of buzz, especially on social media about Kayan Mata and, and how the the notion was that women use that as a charm to like get other men who are married to other women or you know or they just use that and then some people say oh a woman when a woman dies it's like oh it's because she was using it and it caught up with her and she died you know things like that especially in my country Cameroon it's just a weird ideology but I did some research online and I discovered that Kayan Mata actually is a simple uh, aphrodisiac yeah yeah you know a couple of articles i read it's like some components of it are things that we even use spices that we use in at home you know things that teas part of some teas that people even drink without knowing that is an aphrodisiac you know so uh, i just wanted to know if you've heard about i mean you're nigerian and i know it originated from nigeria so you probably must have heard about it but what are your thoughts about that okay i'm happy you know that kayamata is just an aphrodisiac i mean again like i said like I always say to people, is a mindset thing. Always remember, first and foremost, I'm a psychologist, and I always look at things from the way it is around me. Now, I always say from time immemorial, there's always been one form of aphrodisiac or whatever it was mm-hmm. that people use. I mean, let's look at even the, the, the white people, the white drug, failure. Uh, um, what's it called again? Viagra. Um, Viagra. Mm-hmm. Good. Viagra, you know, you could actually say Viagra was some kind of Kayamata for men. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. true. Mm-hmm. Good. Again, I remember, um, I don't know, I, I think it was picking up the shelf, the blue pill. Yeah. For I, women. I, yeah. I, I for women. It's called, yeah. There was also another aphrodisiac, blue, it's called Blue Chew as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I heard about exactly. that as well. Exactly. So, so what does the Kayamata do? I think my own personal opinion is like, I think it just messes with your mind. Hmm. And that's just the truth. When I say messes with your mind, it's in the sense that, does it work? I don't know. Hmm. Does it not work? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Some people have sworn by it 100%. Some people have told you it's just utter nonsense. Mm-hmm. So I just say to myself, it's, it depends on the edge space you are at mm-hmm. that point in time of using it. Mm-hmm. You understand? You're like you, you, you are, you are so right when you say it's just an aphrodisiac. But you see, because people, for who we are, we like sensational things. Mm. Okay, we like things that will say you will say. Okay, they, they claim that when you use kayamata, that oh no, once the man sleeps with you, you would always. I mean, I've had different stories. People claim that oh, once the man sleeps with you, he would always want to sleep with you. Right. Once the man does this, you know, all those kind of things and. I would now deviate a little bit out of that and go back to being a sexologist. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make sense. If the sex is horrible, it's not going to come back. Right. If you like, you know, the Kayamata in the world. That's true. Bloody hell, if you have a smelly vagina, it's not going to come back. <laughs> no, I mean, so let's, let's think of so many things. So let us, I, I think one of the first things people should realize is you need to, you need to be good in the act of seduction. Mm-hmm. That is first thing. You need to be good in the act of 
the sex itself. Mm-hmm. Some men would go there. They claim that once you go to the lady, you would always want to go back. So that is what the lady uses in holding the man down. Right. And I've asked myself so many questions that, okay, so are you saying if the lady is 60-year-old, dry, nothing, flabby boobs, are you saying the man will keep on coming back because she used Kayamata? Right. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's not the truth. I don't know. But a lot of people have said, oh, no, this is what it is. But I know that it's just a collection of herbs. And there's a lot of aphrodites out there mm-hmm. that people can use. People, I, I, so people swear by um, tiger nuts. Yeah, tiger And actually, people, yeah, tiger nuts is a component in the Kayamata product. I actually did some research and I discovered that as well. Because, I mean, I like tiger nuts, but I didn't even know it was an aphrodisiac. You know, because they're, they're, they're good tasting nuts. But when I saw that, I was you. like, oh my goodness. So these are literally basic things that we can find at home and in stores that are part of this product. But people just make it seem like it's evil and it's, you know, it's juju. Yeah, because I, mean, I don't know how, how the Kayamata is used, but I've, I've heard of one. That, but I, that, that one, I was actually went out of my way because, like I said, I'm a very curious person. I wanted to know what it's all about. So I actually met up with a friend, and then she said, okay, this is how it works, blah, 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 blah. And I just, I mean, maybe because I'm just a very lazy person. And I'm like, excuse my French. Oh, for fuck. You do? You do? I, said, I beg. Yeah, I know. Like I always say in my language, is the life has not reached that stage. Right. I can't come and kill myself. Mm-hmm. You understand? You know, because I remember there was something... For me, it looked like a cinnamon stick. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it was. Mm-hmm. It looked like a cinnamon stick. So you 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 chew that one. Then there was one that looked like I don't know if you have it in your country. It looked like alligator pepper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh huh. Then, then you chew that one. Then there was something that they had mixed up together. It looked like a paste. Then mm-hmm. you rub that one, and I'm like, interesting. Okay, what is it supposed to do, according to them? is for the men to keep coming back. Hmm. Or, I know that another one that they do, that they say, so that the man won't, it's more for a woman, so that the man wouldn't go to another woman. Oh and goodness. in the man's case, in the man's case, there's something in my country called, oh, I've forgotten the name. It's like, they, they do it in different forms, but they do it on the woman. It's mm-hmm. like a little rope-like thing, you know. Like the um, waist beads? No, 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 no. You wouldn't even see it. They just make the woman step over it. Oh. And once the woman steps over it, if another man sleeps with her, the man will die. Oh my goodness. Okay. <laughs> That's... Yeah. So some men do that. Seriously, some men do that to protect their wives. Hmm. There's another one. Yeah, there's another one that they say they do. I'll remember the name later. There's another one that they do that the, the once the wife steps over it or something, if she sleeps with another man, the man and the woman are going to be gummed together. Hmm. And it takes whoever placed that whatever to be the one to say, okay, you know what, I release you. What What's my take on that? I think men that do that, do that for a cheating wife. If you think your wife is a cheating wife and you want to, and you can't curtail what she does, some men do that to their wives. Right. Have I seen it? Yeah, I've seen it, but have, have I, do I know if, it, if that is what it really is? Um, science can prove to you you that is otherwise mm-hmm. you know that maybe air bubbles blah 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 mm-hmm. i don't know but this on the higher matter thing i think it just went out because of social media it just became a little bit it's it's it's, it's been on 
Yeah. For, for a year long time. Memorial. Yeah. I mean, like I said to you, I remember growing up, and if you go to meet all those elderly women, the women, yeah, they will tell you things, you know, that you can do. But they were, like you said, they were more of herbs. Mm-hmm. You know, they were more of herbs. You know, there were things you could rub on your waist, like you said, the waist bead. Mm-hmm. We we don't use the waist bead, but there were things you could you could you could rub on your on your waist. You know, just to make you look attractive. You know, yeah. You know, just for, for you to get. I mean, of course, with ev- as you grow older, your your sexual capacity diminishes. Mm-hmm. You are being. Let us be honest with ourselves. From the age of, I think, thirty-five, mm-hmm. when it gets to the middle age spread, yes, sexually, you you is either you go to, at your at one point in time you are at the peak of your sexual life, mm-hmm. and then it starts to go down, mm-hmm. which is just normal with everybody. So what do you do? I tell people then you have to start looking for things to enhance you. There's right. nothing wrong in you getting. You need to look for the right lubrication. Yeah, the one that will, that will make you would even be as if it's lubricant. There's just a thousand and one out there right. on the shelf. You understand? So does Kayamata really work? The users will know. <laughs> right, for right. Me, for me, it's just I don't know. It's just people. I mean, I don't know if you read the story of some Nigerian girl that sold it, and she's a multi-millionaire. She's this, she's that, she's this, she's that. And I just said to myself, mm, only God knows the truth, right? <laughs> because right. Kayamata has been on for for, for years, ages. decades, yeah, ages, mm-hmm. decades. It That's just became right. a little bit more popular now because. Of social media. media. Yeah, that's very true. Mm-hmm. And I mean, at the end of the day, I really feel like regardless of what you use, what kind of aphrodisiac you use, if there's that connection and enjoyable sexual experience between two people, they'll always come back regardless. So Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And I'm being honest with you. I mean, I always keep on saying it to people that it's 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 wrong. But there's a reason people go to prostitutes. Mm. Yeah, that's true. They're training. <laughs> They're training their job. It's a job for them. They, they, yeah. they, they learn. Prostitutes learn so many acts. They learn the act of seduction. Yeah. They learn the act of marketing. Mm-hmm. They learn the act of persuasion. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they sell their body. Right. And for them to be able to sell their body, they know they need to look good. Mm-hmm. They know they need to walk a particular way. They need to talk a particular way. They, 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 I mean, they, they size you up. They know what to say to you. They know what dirty languages you want to eat. You understand what I'm trying mm-hmm. to say? Mm-hmm. So um, those are the kind of, why don't, so that's, that's another aphrodisiac on its own. Yeah. Because that is what they do for a living. And they know that if they don't do it well, you wouldn't, go, I mean, the, the next guy wouldn't, exactly. Yeah. People wouldn't patronize them. So they need to keep on doing that. People claim that they use these Kaya matters and everything. I do not, I don't know. I don't think so. And I don't think, and if they do, then that it may be the part, of, part of their trade. Mm-hmm. Maybe they have to use it. Mm-hmm. So, but Kaya Mata is just, uh, I just think social media made it a little bit too much. Right, right. And that people are just getting used to that. Very sure if we, if we ask our great grandmothers, they'll be like, "Oh yeah, 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 it used to work." Yeah, and it was it was more normalized back then, as I read. It was very normalized back. I think it even started with the Hausa yeah. women. 
you know, I think exactly. if I'm not mistaken, it started with the Hausa women and it was something normal. It was like a remedy, just like how Viagra is normal in our, exactly. in our time, you know, um, they prescribe Viagra for those who have erectile dysfunction. So it's like, it was very normal back then, but I feel like a lot of false ideologies actually have been instilled in, in our mindset. And also social media has kind of just added so much hyperbole to the whole meaning behind it that people are now very scared and thinking that you know it's juju or witchcraft and stuff like that which i mean we can't tell either but it's it's just something that i felt like we had to talk about talking about a good sexual experience my last question to you is if, if i had to ask you one way in which or one or two ways in which you know married couples can rekindle their sexual passion in marriage or have a healthy sex life in marriage what will that be oh I would say be open. Mm. Be open to, to, to things. You understand? Don't, don't, I mean, you're a married couple, and that's what I always say to people, you're a married couple. You've gotten to that stage where you don't have to, like, hold back. Mm. You understand? So if, and I think it's part of holding back that doesn't allow people experiment things. For right. example, if, if, you, if, you, if you've done, if you've seen things, and you think, oh, no, you know what? This, I mean, you look at a video, a, a movie, for example, and you look at a sexual scene that was really very stormy and it looked really nice. Mm-hmm. For me, I would say both of you should say, oh, that looks really nice. What if we try that? Do you understand? And always do things that would, like a prelude. Right. For both of you, you understand? If, for example, you know that, okay, you know what? Well, we were dating, and that's what I always try to do with myself. Well, we were dating. This person liked this before and this would always lead to this Mm -hmm. so why don't we just rekindle those kind of things you understand you know what i says you need to you need to spice up the marriage you need to you need to um you know the bedroom right and then don't make it monotonous Mm -hmm. and be and i think that's one of the joy killers of um sexual in marriage when it's always like my husband would call it a cold pudding Mm -hmm. you already know what it is before you start and before you end it, you know what? You know the start, you know the end. You're not looking forward to anything. Mm. You understand? Yeah. Should, there should always be something. Not every. I mean, we are not. We are not. We are not a bunny. You understand? Right. But there should always be one thing or the other that is new, at least once in a while. But don't make it so regimented that it's so predictable. Yeah. Then it becomes boring. But if it's if if, it's, if it is spiced up. If, if the kids are not home anymore, then it doesn't, it doesn't always have to be in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. It doesn't always have to be in the... In, you don't understand what I'm trying yeah. to say. You need to spice things up. You, you can come and say, oh, today we're having a bottle of wine. You, you just do something different, you know? And one thing I always say to people is, which is a mistake, every man enjoys that little element of surprise. Mm. They might not say it, because men are not as vocal as women. They yeah. might not say, oh, I liked that. But they like that little element of surprise. And from my own little survey, I've come to realize that, do you realize that men actually prefer, after a particular stage, it's like the roles get reversed. Mm-hmm. They actually like the women... To take over. Seducing them. Yeah. yeah. They like the women seducing them, you know, you know, I mean, just prepping them into what is going to be. Not... They, 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 they know that every time the woman just sit there and then they have to do all the work. Mm-hmm. 
it's, it's I believe that it's a two-way thing. Yeah. You, you need to let the man know that, you know what, this is an act you're going to enjoy. Mm-hmm. And leave me, I'm going to be in control. I'm going to take you back there and to the place and back and forth. Right. And then the man looks forward to it. But once the man thinks, oh dear, okay, it's part of my marital duties. Right. Let me just... <laughs> Yeah. Then, then, it, then it doesn't become interesting anymore. Yeah. Or when the woman starts to feel that same way, it doesn't. But when both of you are like, you know, making a conscious effort mm-hmm. to say, you know what, let's even spice things up a little bit. And if you think spicing things up is going to go funny, you should be able to tell yourself, no, 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 no. Yeah, let, let, let's stop it at this place. Right. Then you know, you understand what I'm trying to tell you. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I think with with, with that. Sex and marriage can go on for a very, very, very long time, even until when it stops finally. I mean, when it does stop finally, there'll be other things to, I mean, to keep both of you going. Because if you make sex the only thing in marriage, remember that at a point in time, there won't be sex anymore. Right. Then what happens? People divorce at 90. <laughs> no, 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 it's very um, in, in Africa they don't right <laughs> no, I'm just I'm just saying because it's like what's it's like a business relationship at that point it's like roommates <laughs> yeah I know right I know. Well, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you so thank you. much. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing your knowledge and expertise on this platform. I can't appreciate you enough. I am extremely Thanks. excited for the entire African community to really listen to this because this is a well-needed, though uncomfortable conversation, which is the whole aspect and point of this podcast. But I think people are, op- think people are opening up to it a lot now because, I mean... I'll be quite honest with you. I don't know about your community, but I know that most, especially Nigerian women, mm. are beginning to ask questions. Right, right. Honestly, they're beginning to ask questions. It's like, you know, they they, they are tired of, you know... Um, of the status the quo. Exactly. They are tired of it. And then women want to live up. Just like you see that a lot of people are taking care of their body physically right now. Mm-hmm. Looking, I mean, you see a 50-year-old looking like a 20-year-old. People are beginning to take care of themselves. And women are beginning to ask questions like, you know, what can I do to spice up my marriage? Mm-hmm. People are beginning to become aware of it because, hey, let's be honest, like you rightly said, sex is very important in marriage. Right. Very important. That's true. Thank so, you so much. Yeah. Thank you so much for all of that. And I hope that the conversation, this is just the start of the conversation and it doesn't end here. Hope the listeners can take it to their various circles and, you know, talk about it. And let's keep this conversation going. I definitely will have your contact information in the show notes. I know I had already asked for it in the first, the last time we recorded the sex education episode of this podcast. Yeah. So I will have that contact information for any man or woman who wants to seek your professional advice you know they can always reach out to you especially when yeah. it has to do with sexual intimacy or sexual satisfaction in a relationship or marriage so thank you so much Lola, for sharing yourself with us and i'll catch you on the next episode thank you bye that's 
it for today. Thank you for listening to our show. If you want to participate in the show or find out more helpful resources, then visit www.livingafricanpodcast.com for more information or email us at hello at livingafricanpodcast.com. Also, don't forget to connect with us on all social media platforms at Living African Podcast. You can also connect with Anyo directly on Facebook or Instagram at Anyo Fombard. Thanks again for listening and let's not forget to be more understanding and nicer to one another.